Hello, everybody. My name is Eric. My name's Nick. And today we're going to be talking about the Cincinnati Bearcats. We got some football. We got some basketball to talk about. Um, the number two ranked Bearcats. Number two ranked Bearcats. I will start this by saying, so I went to college game day. Um, I'll, and I'll share my thoughts on the experience and how it was. Um, I got down there like 10 o'clock. There was no parking. Um <laughs> All of the parking lots that are on campus were all like blocked off for tailgaters, and you had to have like a pass to get in for ticket holders or season ticket holders or whatever. Didn't have any of that, so I was like, okay. And I'm like driving around on campus. And oh wow, I you drove to, like, down. Why didn't you just like Uber down there? I, I what? Yeah. What why didn't I Uber down there? Cause then you wouldn't have to find parking. That's true. I I also had like like 12 beers with me i don't know if that would have flown with the driver of the uber uh, um better than driving okay, so anyway, after consuming those 12 beers <laughs> well here's what happened i didn't drink all those 12 beers so i only had like 10 <laughs> How, yeah i think i had like 10 beers maybe it was more than 12 <laughs> i think i had maybe i had 16 beers that's what it was i had 16 beers with me and i um i drove down and i parked like like super far away, like like the furthest I've ever parked away from campus. Like so far away, like I, I'm like I'm like closer to the hospital than I am on campus. So I got to like cut through, you know, going through neighborhoods and uphills and downhills, and you get to Short Vine and go down Short Vine. Boom, you're on campus. Um, the whole atmosphere was awesome. The entire place was was full of, of happy faces and Bearcat fans. Everybody was wearing red. Um, I started on my 12 beers, or 10 beers, sorry. <laughs> so um, it was it was a really cool experience. I've been to games before, um, and they had, you know, tents, people, you know, food everywhere. And you could just walk. It was cool. What's cool about tailgating is you can just walk up and just be like, hey, can I get a whatever? And I'm like, yeah, come on in. And like, they don't give a shit who you are, where you're from, or who you know. You just I did that with a Bengals game once. Me and my dad went down. And we were just, you know, we got down there a little bit early. And all of a sudden, you know, we're tailgating. you can getting free beer and free food. We don't know any of these people. So I did that. Hopefully I don't out myself <laughs> to anyone listening. Uh, let's go down there. Get a bunch of free stuff. It was a pretty cool time. Uh, I met with a buddy. We walked up and we went to the actual site of game day. Um, it was like a concert. Like hundreds, hundreds of people um, gathered around the area where the stage was. Um, they had a, an overhang camera that would move around and zoom down and come down close for, like, you know, B-roll and before and after commercial breaks. Um, uh, some camera guy walked, like, right in front of me, and I was like, yeah, you see. May, have, may or may not have been on national television. Don't know. Um, probably not. Uh, probably not. They had so much footage. They had a giant, massive Bearcat inflatable thing. I don't know if it didn't look new. It kind of looked like an older jersey was on the Bearcats, so I figured they only broke that out for like super special occasions. Right. Uh, but that was still pretty cool. Uh, everybody had clever signs, you know, stuff that says like, you know, the football committee is run by infants. Uh, all kind of funny things. You can see it on the internet. I'm, I don't gotta you know show it to you, but uh, a lot of really good funny stuff. And then there was a couple like giant massive super signs that were like jesus is your savior uh love christ like that kind of stuff so there was like i counted three three of those signs and it's like well i mean 
Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I really don't know what to say to that. Like, I guess if you want to come down here and spend your time doing that, no one's gonna stop you. I mean, that's bound to happen in Ohio. <laughs> Even going like going into the game, there was some guy. You know, he's got the. You see a lot of Bengals games, but you don't really see him as much on college games where it's like a guy in a megaphone. He's like, "Is Christ is your savior? Uh, you you must." fall to his love and you know all that stuff and it's kind of like okay then you go into the game um we have quite a few people that do that around cincinnati actually i've seen it in random places i usually see it before sporting events like a reds game or particularly a Bengals game i got a funny story about doing that Bengals game me and my dad went down uh, as long as you get like the nice preachers who are just like, you know, repent your sins and God will love you. But then you get like the angry, mean ones who are like, you are going to burn in hell for all of your crimes on this earth and you will be known in the next world. And some guy was shouting at us and I'm like, I was like 15 at the time. I turned my dad, I'm like, what the hell did we do? We just came down here, ate nachos in a Mountain Dew and watched a football game. Like, why are we going to hell for that? That's a sin, Eric. Like, how is that a sin? What did I do to sin? That's that's sin worthy, Eric. I guess. I don't know. If, did, did they even have football when they made the Bible? I don't think they did. So, you know, that was that was my funny story with that. Um, oh, 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 and then so back to game day. The they had Lee Crusoe on there. Who every game he always puts on the helmet of whatever team he thinks is going to win that they're at for game day, uh, and he put the Bearcat helmet on. Whole crowd went crazy. Um, and then uh, the Bearcat actually put a helmet. The Bearcat mascot put a Lee Crusoe helmet on top of his Bearcat mascot helmet, and I thought that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. They cool. had they, all, all kind of comments before and after, saying the crowd the crowd was great, one of the best they ever had. Um, so that's a really good show for you know our program and our city. Uh, that we're willing to come out and, and really support our team. Um, I mean, that's probably so, one of the biggest, bigger things that's come to Cincinnati in the last year and a half. Oh, yeah. Like, the fact that we're number two in the country on the AP poll, which is, you know, the one that are written by actual people who know sports and professionals and not just random people. Well, they are still kind of random people, but... Kind of, but, you know, I think they probably watch a lot more sports than the people who do the college football playoff things. It's ultimately useless, uh, though. It doesn't do us anything. Yeah, I know. Anyway, enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a great experience to be a part of that in some capacity. Um, I got super drunk, not going to lie. I didn't do anything. Like, I didn't throw up or, or I wasn't malbehavior. It was just like, you know, I was, you know, I had a good time. Um, I I stopped drinking before the game. So this is all at like before noon. The tip off is like, um, the kickoff was at three thirty. So I was well sober before operating any vehicles and machinery. Um, as well as like eating food and drinking water. Although I was hungover the next day. Um, so three for about three hours, you, you know, game day's over. You're just kind of like figuring out what to do. Um, since we didn't know anybody, who was already down there. We just kind of rambled and, and ran about and walked around. It was still pretty cool. Then the game happens, right? And um, uh, I'm, I'm stuck behind, like, the worst possible fans on the planet. They're, like, these – they were Bearcats fans, but they were, like, stupid. They were, like, <laughs> really stupid. Like 
Why? They would. I'll tell you why they were stupid. So Tulsa, they did a really good job running the ball uh, throughout the entire game. Spoiler alert. So the guys behind us, uh, they uh, Tulsa would often run a play where it was a, a quarter. The quarterback's in shotgun with a running back. Um, it's a quarterback. It's a it's a not a quarterback. A running back draw. So he takes a shotgun snap, hands it right to the running back, and it does a kind of like a pump fake fake throwing the arm to kind of like, you know, um, distract the defensive backs and linebackers. And the guys behind us would say, "Oh, you've been doing that all day. It hasn't done anything. Oh, we we're smarter than that." And I'm like, "You dumb fuck! They just got five yards. Like that is a good run. Like, what do you know about this sport that makes you think that a five yard run is not a good play? Like, like okay, it's not a first down, but now it's second and five, and they've been running. The, you know, like now it takes two plays to get, you know, a first down, and they keep the ball. Like, what about this is a good thing?" Um, so, yeah, that was awful. I hated every minute of them being behind us. And they were, like, my age, too. It's like, don't be stupid, you know? Right. Um, and also, another dumb thing that they did is, so we're watching the game, but at the same time, Purdue is playing Michigan State. Michigan State uh, gave up an early lead to Purdue, so the guy would be like, hey, man, Purdue just got a first down. Hey, hey, man. Uh, Michigan State just turned it over. And I'm like, I'm watching this game. Shut the fuck up about this game. I don't give a shit about Purdue. I'm watching this game. Did like, you say that to him? I wanted to. Why didn't you? Uh, he, he, well, here's what I, I did say something eventually. He uh, he had his phone out and was watching the game. Uh, so I could hear the I could hear the commentator from the other game in my ear. And I was like, I turned on like, hey, dude, can you like turn that off? I'm focusing on this game. And he was cool about it. I appreciate that. But I'm like, God damn. How old are these people? Uh, they, they were like our age, um, like mid to late 20s. Hey, 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 hey. Don't give out our age, Eric. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm actually 57 and Nick is 102. Sorry. That's better. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one will ever be able to figure any <laughs> this out. <laughs> so that sucked behind them. The I think the Bearcats played a pretty good game overall. They were up. 28 to 12 for most of the game. They had, they had some good plays where they would throw the ball deep downfield, but they had some they had some trouble. Um, and I'm going to say this, and I hope I don't get crucified for this, but I think Desmond Ritter's got a little bit of Andy Dalton in him because sometimes he didn't make the best of decisions. He's always um, been like that, though. I think the pressure's kind of getting to him because they're – you know they're number. They've never been number two in the country, and he knows that they if they lose, they're out of the playoffs. They'll get a good bowl game. They're nine and zero. They're going to get a good bowl game. Are they going to get you know the college football one? That's yet to be seen. Um, but I've never seen Ritter as the most uh, responsible quarterback. I'll say. I don't think he's. He's no Joe Burrow. Let's just put it at that. I don't want to. I'm not shit talking our QB because he's made a lot of really good plays, and he's. I think he's played overall this year. Um, he had a, one interception that was a tip. And again, like tip interceptions, I'm not going to give 100 percent of blame to quarterbacks, but he could have made a better throw. Um, but let me kind of frame it in in like a chronological order. Uh, so they go up 28 to 12. Uh, we had missed an early field goal. They had missed an extra point and then had um, missed a, a, on a two-point attempt. So that's why they have 12 instead of, like, 14. Um, they get the ball back, uh, and, they again, they've been running the ball the whole game so well. Um, we were playing a 4-3 – or 3-4, sorry, so we didn't have 
uh, an extra D lineman down, and they never brought down another safety, which was surprising to me because they weren't throwing the ball very well. So I'm like, you could probably afford to just play some cover one. Uh, they have they have really good corners and have really good safeties. So it's like, why couldn't you just play a cover one with um, just have the corners play one on one safety deep and um, bring the extra safety down into the box to stop the run? I don't know why. Um, I don't remember how much passing yards. I'm going to look it up real quick because I am interested in how much the guy had. He only had 149. So he, he wasn't really tearing it up. They did a really good job running the ball. They had two uh, running backs with over 100 yards rushing. Dang. And probably, I let me do some quick math, 105. So that's 237. Hey, room 237. Uh, 42 is 70. So they close to 300 yards rushing. Um, on the day, that's that's really good. Um, so you would think you would have stopped that. So they so they get the ball back, they go down and drive, score a touchdown. Um, they end up uh, getting the two point conversion, so it's now twenty eight to eight or twenty eight to twenty. Sorry. Um, you know, we get the ball back, a bad penalty. Um. A loss of yards. They had a first down, I think, on the drive, but overall they had to punt the ball. Um, Tulsa then gets the ball and does the same thing they've been doing all night and been driving down. So they take over around the you know goal line situation. Four plays to get in the end zone. It's around four, five, two minutes left in the game. Uh, they try punching it in four straight times. They don't get it, right? Right. Come to the turnover on downs. The first play, Ritter takes a quarterback sneak, immediately fumbles the ball. Tulsa takes over like the two or four. And on the previous fourth down play, the entire stadium is losing their minds, screaming, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there like, I have seen so much shit in my life that I am not prepared to call this game over. And then they turn over the ball, and I'm like, I, exactly. That's why I was not prepared to call this game over. Uh, but fortunately, the, the Bearcats defense – Put up another good stand. Uh, they end up stripping the ball at the goal line to take over on a touchback, and they kneel it out to win the game, winning twenty-eight to twenty. Which that's an eight-point win. Not good enough. It, I, I, hey, them. I, I don't know, dude. Like, it's not. These people love style points, but like at the end of the day, like they won. Like Michigan State didn't win. It's Tulsa though. Well, that's the whole thing. Like you could, but you could spend your whole day. Like going back and forth on on all oh, this team's not very good, but like just because you're in the SEC and you have better recruiting than Tulsa does not mean you're an actual better program. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta see it from the perspective of of the committee. I mean, Michigan State beat Miami and Michigan. I think we're gonna get screwed here. I don't think we're gonna move up at all. What Michigan State lost, dude? Huh? Michigan State lost this week. Yeah, I'm saying pre their record, they've beaten Michigan and they've beaten Miami. You think that you think that Michigan State's going to stay above us even though they lost? Yes. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the more likely thing is they're going to get jumped by somebody. Like we'll stay I don't think they're going to be ahead jump. of us, but I, I don't think we're moving up. Okay, I I, I will give you that. They I could m- see them not staying at six. It would be a total sham. I think they've already taken a lot of heat from putting them at six so they may give us like a compensatory move up to five i mean i i I could see them still putting michigan state ahead of us i would be shocked they did not look very good against purdue they lost 
They lost by like 11. But they've beaten two ranked teams. We, so here's how our schedule goes. We already beat Notre, a really good Notre Dame team on the road. So that already, and Notre Dame, Notre Dame their best win is Purdue, who beat two number two, you know, um, number two, Iowa and, and Michigan State. So because, this is where it all gets confusing, because uh, Notre Dame's best win is Purdue and they've moved at a really good win, that makes Notre Dame look better, which in turn would make us look better. Um, Indiana was ranked at the beginning of the year. I don't think they are now. But see, um, see, the problem here is see, you're thinking so, too logically. You're trying to think too logically here. I'm not trying to use logic at all. I'm saying we're nine and L. Like that, that should be that should be considered something. So is Oklahoma. Uh, but that's uh, then you get back into like who do they play and you know like that's the whole thing. It's like all these programs like on paper, you know, you could say that you know oh we have a better strength of schedule. It's like but they didn't win. Like you know what I mean? It's very it's not it's not cut and dry or set in stone or anything. Nah, I just. I don't trust. I don't trust the the college CFP, whatever the hell they're called. Yeah, I don't trust it either. I think we're gonna get screwed. I don't think we're gonna move up. You know, I think. I hope. I think it's do. gonna take a miracle for us to get up to four. Well, to you know, let's. Well, here, well, here's one miracle. You know, the number five team lost. You know, in theory, we should move. Whether or not we think that we do, or hope that we do, or whatever, if we move up to five, that's one out of the way. Um, we have ranked at the time, at this very moment, SMU is ranked in the AP poll, and that's our second to last game of the year. And the, I believe if um, Houston holds on, because they're currently ranked as well, if they win their side, I believe we'll have to play them in the conference championship game. That would be another ranked win. Uh, that would give us a total of three ranked wins, which is not bad at all. Um Who's this? You know, at that point, all they here's 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 the thing. They just got to win, okay? They got to go into South Florida next week. They got to go into, I think it's St. Petersburg or Tampa or whatever, and they got to beat them. That's they got to focus one game at a time. You know, they really can't look ahead and think, what about this? What about that? They just got to go out and play. And play well. Yeah, I mean that that is what has to happen. I think we need to win out, um, and then I think that gives us the best shot to make to make four. Yeah, I think if I don't think it's guaranteed that's what they, though. That's all I don't think it's guaranteed either. I think they they just have to do their best and just play well and win. And at that point they've done everything that they could. That's the whole thing. Is I, that they can't control what the committee thinks, they can't control what the writers think, they can't control any of that. They just gotta go out and win. And if they do that, in theory, on paper, they should have a good shot to get in. Well, we need to blow out some of these teams too, but yeah. Hey man, Alabama beat L S U by like six, so you know. Well, fucking, you know the CFP loves Alabama. You do. That's why they're number two and not number five. I mean, and they lost. Uh, who did they lose to? Texas A and M. Yeah, I think I think they're decent, but. But still, like you know, Alabama's always going to go in. Here's here's the deal with the SEC. So, um, so Mississippi State currently in the college football rankings <coughs> is number seventeen. Um, of the like 65 writers that do the AP poll only like I think 18 of them have them ranked at all, let alone, you know, in the top 25 of the college football ranking. So there's definitely an SEC bias when it comes to this. 
Okay, uh, I think we're done about bas- uh, football. Let's talk about basketball. Uh, I haven't heard anything from basketball. Dude, a lot has changed since basketball, since we last talked about it. Um, I think we last talked about it like before Brennan got fired. Yeah, I think it was after, so, but it was around that time. Something like that. Um, that was that was weird. That was really weird. Am I the only one who thinks that? <laughs> I mean, it happens. <laughs> no, it totally happens, but like... I don't know. Just it, it hasn't happened with us. We've had pretty good coaching stability for a basketball program for a long time. Like Hawkins was our coach from I think eighty nine to oh four. That's a good fifteen or so years. Cronin was here, and again close to fifteen years. Um, there, Andy Kennedy covered one year, but other than that, like we've had pretty good coaching consistency compared to some programs. Not like Duke or North Carolina or anything like that, but compared to some other schools, we've done pretty well. So it was weird to see him get fired for, I don't know. It just, it wasn't anything like, it wasn't like a recruiting violation or it wasn't like he did anything wrong or illegal. He just like, I think he was a giant asshole. No, I'm serious. Like I heard things where he was. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's cause all those guys left and they were talking shit about him. Yeah. Well, I think, I think if you listen to the players, like I think, their complaints were highly warranted because some of the stuff I heard was stuff where um, players are they're you know they're running sprints and he's pushing them like a little too far. It's one thing for like professional coaches to push players too far because they they are the players are getting paid. You know, it's like you signed up for this, you know, and you're getting compensated for it. You know, I can't really complain that way. But when you hear things where players are throwing up on their on their practice jerseys and the coach is like now there you go good job um that's when that's when the red flags start to pop off and who knows what else that they found um that could have been just the tip of an iceberg i don't think they've released all the information yeah well see that's the thing we don't really know what happened there haven't been confirmed accounts of what happened um yeah and, you know, he might have more of that old school mentality of pushing people hard. And I have to disagree with you about the being hard on pro pro players versus college players. I think it's easier to be hard on college players because that's all they've had their whole lives. Once you get up to the pro level, you're richer than the people that are coaching you. That's, that's very so true. There's a lot less motivation when you have to get pushed hard by your coaches there, I think. That's true. I, all I'm going to say is I do think, you know, from what I've heard, um, when, when people are throwing up on their um, on their jerseys and you're getting egged on, they're like, good job. That's the effort I want to see. Like if, if, once you start voiding your, you know, bodily fluids out of your body that usually don't happen, I, th- I think that's like that's where you draw the line. Like, OK, this is a little too far. Right. There was one player who I think he's now left. Um, he had heart surgery, I think, the year before, and he was getting pushed a little too far, and he uh, collapsed on the floor, and uh, maybe it wasn't an appropriate response from the coaching staff. That, again, this is all kind of like what people, what the players have said in some interviews and stuff. But um, I read a nice article from that they interviewed Jaron Cumberland, uh, and he had some stuff to say, like, hey, I, I told all that. I knew all this a while ago, and – what did you expect? 
He shouldn't have stayed for his last year. No, he should not. I think that was a bad career decision on him. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, he's in the G League now, so he's getting he's getting paid a little bit. He's not playing very much. Oh, no, but, <laughs> you know, whatever. He's making money. People uh, from Cincinnati don't seem to do well in the, in the NBA these days. Not anymore. Not since Huggins players. Um, what was I going to say? I do like our new coach now. So we hired Wes Miller out of UNC Greensboro, which I think is like a um, cousin college to UNC. I could be mistaken, but very close to that. Uh, I thought it was really funny that Brennan, in his like letter after getting fired, was like, hey, guys, this is just a sham. It's a winch hunt. Like They're just doing this so they can bring in Rick Pitino, and then they bring in some nobody. And it's like, oh, you weren't really right on that one, were you? Yeah. I mean, he's not really a nobody, but yeah. He's not like he's not a superstar name. No, and that's he's what, not at all. Yeah, and that's what, but that's what he said in his his letter. Like they want a superstar coach, and they didn't get a superstar coach. They got a very young, um, a really young head coach who was um, he was an assistant, I think, at UNC for a little bit before starting at Greensboro. If I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that. He was um, an assistant at Greensboro. I mean, I forget his. And then he was, he went to UNC. He was a player on their team. Yeah, yeah, he was a player. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, my bad. Yeah, um, yeah, he played. I think he was on. Yeah, he was on the '05 national championship team. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, so he, um, uh, was a player on that team. Then became an assistant coach at North Carolina Greensboro, and then became the head coach about 10 years ago and now he's um now he's our head coach i really like this guy he seems he's, he's very young he's 38 and he seems to bring a lot of youthful enthusiasm um he does a lot of things with alumni which i don't think brandon ever really cared about alumni because it never seemed that they it didn't seem that the two years he was the head coach they really ever did anything with alumni um they were like I remember when they opened up the new fifth third, they had, they brought back like Kenyon Martin and, oh my God, what's his name? Oh, I forgot. Hang on. I got to look this up. Uh, it was one of the coaches from, or one of the players from the first year they were at um, the fifth third, the, the, when they built it, the, he hit like the game winning shot. I cannot remember his name. Um, yeah, I wouldn't know. I'm kicking myself. I don't know his name, but he was a, he was a pretty good player. Um, and uh, they brought him back. Stuff like that. There were some of the younger players from um, the McCronin's tenure, like Sean Kilpatrick came to a handful of games. Um, like Jacob Evans and Troy Copain, who were on some of the teams in the middle of the last decade, showed up in the games, like stuff like that. Uh, but you never really heard anything from Brennan doing that. But now it's like all the time I'm seeing stuff on social media where they're bringing back alumni just to come and check out the stadium. Like he's doing a much better job connecting with former players um, than um, John Brennan ever did. Right. Uh, they even, I think, 
Kyle Washington was played on the the really good 2018 team. He's now an assistant head coach or assistant coach. Um, so stuff like that, stuff like that's really cool, um, and it may not do a whole lot for the actual game itself, but it, I think it's like good for the fans and good for the program. Right. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, we were pretty bad last year anyways. Yeah. yeah I mean, losing Mick Cronin was huge. Yeah, it really killed our program. Um, and then, I mean, look what he did last year with the Bruins. They got to the yeah, final no, four. He, he's crazy. a great coach. I just I just don't think I – mean, he said it himself. Uh, it's a lot easier to recruit with four letters across your chest, meaning that, like, you know, UC is great, but it's really, you know, to get people to come to um, UCLA with all their history, John Wooden, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, Bill Walton, all them, all the greats. It's they have a lot more history than we. I do. mean, that's that's gonna always be the problem with any Cincinnati sports is no one really wants to come here. <laughs> Not the number one talent, you know. As someone who just went to L.A., you know, this year, I always thought like, why do people love L.A. so much? It's just gonna be that good. And I go out there, I'm like, oh, okay, I see why. That totally makes sense. Um, beautiful weather. Um so many so much places different communities um it's just it's just a sprawling there's so much to do out there like nature wise and all this stuff but um yeah so i think he can just pull in better players than he could at uc and he's a good coach as it is so he was able to you know take that and um push himself to a final four appearance um Outlook for this year, probably not too bad. I don't I don't think they're going to go to the, the NCAA tournament unless they win, like, obviously, the conference title uh, nets you an auto bid. But as it stands, you know, their, their conference schedule is as expected. Uh, the same teams as always, for now, until they go to the Big 12. Um, but non-conference-wise, it's not a strong schedule this year. They do have Georgia at home. Uh, they will have uh, Illinois, Arkansas, or Kansas State. Um, in they have the, they play like a two game Hall of Fame Classic every year. There's like a small um, like thing that's like a little mini tournament that college programs are invited to. That are they have these all over the country and, and big and small programs go to them. Uh, and this one we have to we play Illinois, which is the Big Ten team, Arkansas, and Kansas State. So. We're playing some bigger schools in terms of, like, the, I think these are, you know, all state schools. Right. Um, they do play in Miami, uh, Miami of Ohio, which would be a pretty good one to go to because uh, that's right up at Oxford. Um, again, they have the Crosstown Shootout. This one's at Xavier this year. Other than that, a bunch of no-name mini schools that kind of beat up, which UC kind of always seems to have um, those, like, you know the the schools they invite to get some wins on the con, you know get some wins on the schedule before they hit conference play. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think they're gonna have a good year? Uh, it's hard to say. I don't know anyone that's on the team right now. Uh, that's the thing. It's like most of the team left. Like not, yeah. not only did players like transfer out, but you know people graduate too. That's the whole thing that's I think is interesting with college sports, is like you every player you only get 
at most four years, minus some redshirt exceptions. But, you know, you basically have four playable years um, to use these guys. So before they move on to professional careers and graduate and whatever. So because of that, the roster turnover is so high. Yeah. Like think about like the Cincinnati Bengals. Like they had AJ Green, uh, Andy Dalton, Carlos Dunlap, and um, um, Geno Atkins. Everybody was on that team from 2011 to 2019. That's all. It's almost a full decade of the same players. So, um, the, the, it's just a it's just a different thing. And it's it is like a different thing. The, the the coaches matter a lot more in college sports and. Again, we also have a, you know, I would say untested coach. We don't know. I think how he's going to yeah, perform I, at this level. Yeah, it's it's definitely a step up from here versus where he was at UNC Greensboro. But you know, kind of when when Brandon took over, I kind of thought they could just plug and play. Like, okay, a new coach should be able to implement, even though they lost a lot of players that year. Um. I thought they could just kind of plug in and play, and they kind of did that, even though it, it took a lot more time than I thought it would, given that they had so many seniors his first year, that they would have been able to just like kind of ride the wave. But that didn't seem to be. And then COVID happened, so who knows what would have happened in the NCAA tournament. Um, but now it's like this year, if I'm going down the list, I'm seeing one, two, three, four, five six seven eight players that weren't that were on last year's teams that weren't so out of like 15 half your players are returning that's a lot different than you know usually it's like three or four right and um i kind of don't as of right now i haven't really heard a whole lot on who's going to be starting where so the first game is kind of that's who we'll see starting um It'll be interesting to see how they play bigs versus smalls. Um, Brennan played a lot of small ball. He played a lot of three-guard, four-guard lineup because he didn't have a whole lot of bigs uh, to work with, which I think was a big detriment to their defense. Um, they had basically no paint presence last year because they, they just didn't have any big enough to defend the paint. So they got a couple big guys now. Um, I do with 6'11", 255. It's pretty big. Um, uh Lack Lackin, six eleven, two forty five, you know, pretty big. Um, so they should have some better players to control the painted area than they have the last two years, I would say. That's always important. Yeah. So it, this year should be a good indication of like where I think they're gonna go um into the future. Like I would expect Probably like above 500, but maybe not a whole lot more after that. Maybe not, maybe my expectations are too high. <laughs> These are everybody's brand new and they have a lot of young players, but we'll see. We'll be interesting to see the catch up after the end of the year. Uh, Nick, do you have anything else that you want to say? Nothing from me, dude. I think we covered a lot today. We did, yeah. Um, it's a good episode. Um, thank you very much for listening. Hopefully the Bearcats stay up top of them rankings. I hope I'm not wrong. Um, 
If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and hit that like button or bell button or whatever buttons are on your thing <laughs> to come back for more. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, but thank you very much for listening, and you guys have a good rest of your day.